Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to another Cryptomaniacs edition number two of the week. So we're doing these, uh, we're breaking these up for your listening pleasure or to save your ears from listening to us for two hours. We figured we'd give you an hour each. How's that? Who loves you? We love you. Taskmaster 4450, how are you, sir, after this crazy week in the crypto world? What happened in the crypto world? Ah, see how he's doing that? I like it. <laughs> I uh, I watch with amusement. It's um, if you're not on the emotional roller coaster, if you if you're if you're standing on the sidelines, somebody else is on the roller coaster at the amusement park. Everything's cool, and uh, you don't worry about the steep drops and things of that nature. And, I, I don't pay attention really to price other than, um, you know, looking to buy or sell if I want to get in or out of a particular token. Uh, and right. I made a video this week that I did the same thing at 30,000 Bitcoin as I did at 65,000 Bitcoin, with the exception at the 30,000 Bitcoin, I think I did the dishes that day. Um, I don't know if I did it on the $65,000 day. So, I mean, it's, I do the same thing every day. So, I mean, that's a long-term focus, long-term vision. Um, you know, I'm really not that worried about anything that I'm holding, you know, having long-term catastrophic losses. Uh, in fact, I'm up on everything that I have anyway, even after this pullback. So, right. um, you know, this is a trader's paradise. Obviously volatility is good for the traders. And if you're, you're into that and you can do that, wonderful. For the rest of us, chill out. I mean, think long-term, get good quality tokens, get the stuff you believe in. If you believe in Bitcoin, if you believe in Ethereum, if you believe in Litecoin or Cardano or Hive or Cup or whatever, just keep stacking, keep filling your bags. And if you do have a little cash, there is a pullback. Buy the dip comes into play on those things. So, you know, nothing's changed for me from this week compared to three weeks ago. It really doesn't matter because I'm not looking to sell this stuff in 2021 anyway. It's I. It's funny. It's um. I mentioned this in a couple of things this week. I mean, this this pullback and crash happened on Wednesday, and I didn't even know. Like this is how out of the loop I am when it comes to the price of stuff. Like I never go to CoinGecko. Like I, I'll go to CoinGecko when someone says, oh, you got to go check the price of this thing out. Like I don't have Blockfolio, the app on my phone. Never have I, like I, I downloaded that in 2017 or 18 and deleted it the next like month. Like I was just, I, I thought it was insanity. I was like, I'm more into the projects. Can I use it? And if I use it, I believe in it. So price really like, yeah, we all want to pay our bills. We all want to 
you know, provide for our families and this and that and third, but I believe the way to do that is future thinking is down the road is, can I use this stuff now accumulate now for down the road when I'm really going to need it, or my family's really going to need it. I'm not so worried about the day to day. So I didn't even know that this thing happened until probably like almost dinner time on Wednesday. And the only way I knew was crypto Twitter, reading people's posts on Hive and noise cash. That's it. I never checked the prices. I never was like, I never got notices on my phone that something was crashing. And I, and I'm not, listen, it's, it's easy for you and I to say, Hey, just don't worry about it. Meanwhile, people think they've lost tens of thousands of dollars, but if you're getting into crypto for the wrong reason, you will be affected by things like this. I think if you're into crypto for the right reasons, you're like, can I accumulate more? Oh, cool. I, I, I could have bought Bitcoin at $65,000 or whatever. Now I can get it at 37. Cool. Let's do it. Um, and I think that's the, 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 the fundamental difference between someone who's just getting into this for the speculation and the trying to get rich overnight aspect, or the people that are just like, you know what, this can change my business, my life, my family's future, governments, the world, finance, it's going to change everything. I'm in it for the long run. So price didn't really doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, I used to think losing 10,000 bucks in a day was a big deal. Um, till I lost more than 10,000 bucks in a day. And, and how I did that was in a retirement account because I was holding a lot of Tesla. Right, now, right. granted, if you know what happened to Tesla in 2020, I can assure you I made a hell of a lot of money in Tesla in 2020. But because of the volatility and the amount I was holding, um, there were some days there coupled with a significant holding of GBTC, which is the grayscale Bitcoin, that a couple of days when those two coincided in the red and hard, yeah, I lost five figures, but I didn't lose anything. And, you know, I mean, from Bitcoin's high or GBTC's high, which I have a lot of GBTC, I took a significant whack, but I'm almost a decade, a little less than a decade when I can even access my retirement account without penalty anyway. So I'm really not worried about that money uh, today or anytime soon. Uh, it doesn't mean that I'm going to want to follow something all the way down to zero, but I'm not into trading this stuff because it's volatile. I don't believe this bear run is, or bull run, excuse me, is over. I don't think the bear is out. I think it's just more, I mean, we're talking a $2 trillion industry, which sounds like a lot, but when you're talking markets, it's very subject to manipulation, volatility, uh, games being played. You have a futures market in Bitcoin and they can they can pull things around with, you know, a couple hundred billion dollars and not even, you know, a hundred billion dollars, which again, sounds like a lot of money. But when you realize a company like Fidelity has seven trillion under management, right. that's well, not, yeah, that's not really a lot. So um, I don't worry about it because... And yes, if you're somebody who's making a living off this stuff, if you're taking the tokens and cashing them out to, to, to pay your rent or to buy food, it's a bitch. I understand that. But when I look at it as a wealth building vehicle, 
I, I just look back at the lessons from the Bitcoiners, the, the hodlers. You know, they had big runs up in 2013 in Bitcoin, then it crashed, and they had big runs up into 2017, then it crashed. But obviously, those people who were just mining or accumulating Bitcoin along the way today, who were still hodling it, I mean, you know, you're only talking between four and eight years, and they're sitting on a fortune because they just remained true to it and kept adding. Now, there's a lot of other tokens you can point to with those time period that are absolute crap, like bit shares. So you have to be mindful of what you're into and what you're doing and have to pay attention. But to worry about what happened over the course of a week, especially if you're holding Bitcoin, especially if you're holding a token that there is a lot of development. I always talk about watch the development, watch the development. Right. If there is a lot of development and, and new features are rolling out or, or roadmaps are being updated and, and pieces of that roadmap are being achieved, I say you're probably in pretty good position. And, you know, one one or two weeks or three weeks uh, pullback is not a big deal, especially if you want to look at it on a year over year chart. Look at where Bitcoin was a year ago. You're still up tremendously from big. a year ago. Yeah, like a year ago. Well, I guess the, the crash, well, the, the low point was what, 6,000 for Bitcoin last year or something? I think it was like 3,000 in was March. Then, yeah, I mean, so you're, let's say it was 6,000 a year ago. You're still right. at a six, six and a half X right now. I mean, right. so, um, and again, I don't believe the bull is done. I think Bitcoin still leads the way. Maybe you can also point to Ethereum. Uh, and those two are still rocking and rolling, in my opinion. They're they're not done, nowhere close. And a lot of other stuff will follow. I got a question for you, and this this is something that I was thinking about. I was listening to a few podcasts this week after the the, the crash, and just kind of listening to people's opinions. And obviously, still to this day, Bitcoin and all other alts are tied together. Like as Bitcoin goes the alts seem to go like there's a few outliers that might have a run compared but generally when bitcoin goes up altcoins go up when bitcoin goes down altcoin goes down um and this showed me first of all bitcoin i agree with you completely and the more that you've mentioned this the more i've thought about it and i'm not i'm not like anti bitcoin i love bitcoin i'm all for it but it is definitely not the people's coin anymore it is, it, is, it is controlled by a certain group, select group of wallets, and they determine where these prices go. Little guys like me have no say in the way Bitcoin goes and rises and falls. So that being said, what do you think it's going to take for, you know, obviously we're very Hive-centric. We're, we're high fanboys. We love the blockchain. We love all the projects on it. What will it take for something like Hive or any alt for that matter to get off of being almost pegged to Bitcoin? How is that going to happen? Will it happen? <coughs> yeah, it'll happen. Um, I think it's kind of starting. Watch the market dominance of Bitcoin. Uh, it's coming down significantly, mostly due to Ethereum and, and BSC's major runoff. 
But as you start to see the dominance of Bitcoin push further and further down, it'll have less impact. And these other projects, as they gain more use cases, as they gain more applications, and I don't care whether you're talking, I mean, BSC is a prime example. That token's run up, and rightly so, because there's been an explosion of users. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethereum has still an explosion of users. That's still growing at a, a 60% last night. I ran the numbers about a 60% annual growth rate in terms of their wallets, which is still a significant growth rate um, in spite of their high fees. They're still attracting a lot more money. <clears throat> so I think the answer to your question is overall a continued expansion of the entire crypto sphere where we create more tokens, we create more of the tokens of the projects that are out there, we create more projects, they're tokenized, and we just, we get more users in, we use more applications ourselves. So instead of using two blockchain-based apps, we use five blockchain-based apps. Right. We get more users in, we get more people in. Uh, Raul Powell uh, put up a tweet that I, I wrote an article about. He, he has the uh, crypto growth rate at 113% annually right now. And so if you're doing that, you're looking at more than a doubling every year. Uh, so if we still keep along that track and we keep getting more and more people, in, which I have a feeling that that will not decline, that'll actually increase, especially as word of blockchain such as Hive and more importantly, the applications on a Hive, you know, you get a project blank coming out, you get some of what's going on with Cup Finance and some of these other DeFi chains as they that word starts to spread and people if they can get into it pretty easily and and without great difficulty um that's going to really push up the growth rate i think then uh that peg if you will to use your term to bitcoin is going to be diminished now that doesn't mean i mean the, the old adage in markets is uh you know the rising tide lifts almost all ships and certainly a a lowering tide tends to crush all ships i mean you can get left behind uh, in a bull run but you are probably not going to escape the bear no matter what what the project is everybody tends to get hit hit because it's it's a market reset Mm -hmm. so you know understanding the ebbs and flows of markets understanding crypto yeah, we're still tied, especially on the downside to Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin did run before the alt. So there, there wasn't that correlation or that connection. Bitcoin started running uh, in 2019 and they got slammed with COVID. But then they ran again and everybody else was a little bit behind. But, um, you know, I mean, it's just we need growth. We need expansion. And the wider this thing goes and the greater the breadth, of it, the the greater the chance of different projects doing their 100, 200, 1000 X, which will far outpace Bitcoin and will lead into that Bitcoin dominance. Chris brings up an interesting question. And I think this is, um, you know, we're, I, I know where we're going to go with this answer, but uh, he said, potentially won't that happen to all coins being controlled by a select few wallets? This is why on paper, something like Hive is great because the whole idea is decentralization. Now there's there's whale accounts 
and there's accounts that will vote proposals that will always go through if they give their vote. But why I'm bullish on things like Leo, things like, um, you know, obviously we're trying to build at CTP, these different projects, the layer two projects on Hive, and even Hive to an extent, is that the distribution of tokens is paramount to the success of these things. No one wants to be, or no one seems to be comfortable just being the only whale. They want everyone to win. And I know that's a utopian society. I know that's a dream for a lot of people, but I see it day in and day out with Leo. I see it day in and day out with CTP. I see it day in and day out with things like proof of brain. I see this stuff happening. So to answer your your question, Chris, is that yes, it can happen and it does happen to all coins. I personally think projects on Hive can lead the way when it comes to true decentralization because everyone is going to get tokens when you're partaking in it and it's distributed as fairly as possible. Now there's always going to be whales, but everyone has a shot. What do you think? Well, I I think what you have to do is you have to look at the totality of things. And when you look at the totality of the altcoins, which I'm to the point now, I hate that term. Because, well, it's misleading because it's coupling everything in together. Yeah, Bitcoin and everything else, which is bullshit. Because let's be honest, Ethereum and some token that's ranked 1500th on CoinGecko or CoinMarketCap are not the same thing. You know, you have Ethereum, you have Litecoin, you have these altcoins that are basically what we would call in the, the equities markets, large caps. And then you have your your mid caps, your small caps, and and you could even go down to your micro caps. Uh, And so when you start to look at the totality of things and and with the altcoins, and you look at all these projects, now you mentioned whales, and and even just taking on Hive, as I've written about and talked about. Yes, you have Hive whales, but then you have whales in Proof of Brain, whales in Leo Finance, whales in CTP, whales in STEM Geeks, whales in uh, Splinter Lands, and they're not the same people. So, y- you know, you look at your top 20 Hive accounts, maybe, maybe one of them is involved in Leo Finance as a whale. Mm-hmm. Probably that person is not involved in Leo Finance Hive and a whale in proof of brain. And they're certainly not a whale in Hive, Leo Finance, proof of brain, and um, Splinterlands. Mm-hmm. And then if you go outside, there's a good chance they're not a whale in Ethereum. They're not a whale in Litecoin because your Ethereum whales and your Litecoin whales are different people. So that's one thing. The second thing is when you look at the point of vulnerability. The better your token distribution, again, if we look at this in totality, the less it can be targeted. So if somebody said, we're going to take over Bitcoin, which Wall Street basically has, they may not have said in those terms, but that's what they're doing. Now, if Wall Street says, we're going to take over the rest of these, how are you going to do it? Because there's, you know, tokens upon tokens upon tokens, and there's new tokens created every day. So you don't have that point of vulnerability uh, with these blockchains, 
yes, you do with some, you know, maybe you go into uh, an Ethereum and you can buy out the, the holdings of the foundation or whoever's holding the biggest bulk. I don't know. If, I don't think Vitalik has the biggest chunk, but whatever, you go buy out of Vitalik. But even then you don't have a, a majority. Uh, something like with Steam was very unique where you had like, well, even that wasn't a majority, it was 30% of the tokens. So you start to look at that and you start to see how the takeover gets to be less and less, plus their inflationary tokens. And this is where everybody hates inflation, but inflation, inflationary tokens is a good defense. The reason why Bitcoin can be hijacked by Wall Street, it's a deflationary token or it's a disinflationary token until it gets to the point where it becomes deflationary. So the fact that there is a cap on it means there's only there's the scarcity. Mm-hmm. The third thing is the fork. <laughs> you know, we can go and say, okay, and we discussed this on past episodes. If, if Zuckerberg, if, if, if Zuckerberg came in and wanted to buy out Hive, and okay, he'd push the price of Hive up, he'd take all his money, he has tons of it, he has billions upon billions, and right. he could buy out Hive without losing sleep. The problem is what happens the next day? Well, block, block trades probably just changes all the all the coding in the uh in the in the or changes all the node information in the code and just points it elsewhere and within a couple of days you have a brand new chain running and all the apps just jump over and what did he get a, right. a big fat zero yeah. um you know when you're looking at communities and not at companies that's a totally different realm so now you want to try to take over a community which is like trying to take over a fan base of a sports team but then having the monetary aspect to it, which that's what a Leo finance, that's what a CTP, that's what a STEM geeks does, is it's not only a community, a, a grouping of people, but it also has a financial component. So, okay, you can buy the financial component like you can buy a company, but nobody has to adhere to it. Unlike a company, you buy a company, you get the assets, you get everything involved in there. What assets do you get if you buy, buy STEM geeks? What assets do you get if you buy Hive? You get the tokens, you get most of the tokens, you get the governance, you get the ability to say what goes on. <laughs> but everybody who's on there says, including the applications, can say, bye-bye, we're leaving. We don't care. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a really good point. And we, again, if, you, if anybody wants a, an example of that, just March 20th, 2020, <laughs> you can see how that happened in real life. So. And, and that was actually a unique situation because of the ninja mine that was never torched. Mm-hmm. So that was a point of vulnerability that we had ignored willful, willingly, I guess you could say, for a long time. And even though the token distribution got better, it was just still such a powerful force. But keep in mind, we didn't lose that battle by a whole lot. Right. I mean, it, it was okay. We, we got, we lost, but it, we weren't that far away. Now, if you start to take the same thing with the wealth that's been generated in the past year on Hive, not necessarily at the base layer, but at the second, uh, at the layer two, and you start to look at people's holdings in Leo Finance and some of these other things, and you see some of these Splinterland cards, what they're going for. Oh, man. Yeah. You're now starting to see a market that, there's a lot more wealth to be tapped into than we had a year ago. 
and that's all where it, it stems from and it builds. So uh, I think this will lessen over time. It's one of the reasons why I'm against the idea of getting rid of the base layer reward pool is simply because I think that is a great way to distribute tokens, get more people involved, get more people with a little bit of hype. Yeah, even if you have 100 high power, that's 100 high power that's not in a, a whale's uh, wallet. And you have the ability to vote and, and have some say in governance with that 100 high power. And you spread that over a million people. And guess what? Suddenly you have 100 million high power. That's a very powerful block. Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to transition here. And this was actually a question that was asked on CTP chat today. And I thought it'd be brilliant for, uh, for, for this talk. And um, the question essentially, and I'll, I'll read, I'll, I'll talk about the question and then kind of like my opinion. And then I'd love to get like your take on this. The question was asked, this was a, this was an account that uh, the guy was just getting started. He uh, he's really excited about the blockchain, really excited about starting his crypto journey here uh, on Hive. And he was like, okay, what should I do? Should I just stake everything I'm earning right now to build up my Hive power? But I feel like I'm missing out on the income tokens like Bro, like Index, et cetera, et cetera. And he asked the question, what should he do? And I read this and this was my thought as soon like, you know, obviously I have, oh, this is what you should do. But then the deep, the more I thought about it, I was like, when I got started and you got started on this blockchain, there was no such thing as income tokens. There was no such thing as Hive Engine. There was no such thing as second layer opportunities and communities and tribes. It was the blockchain, the rewards pool, and that was it. So what I did, obviously, for the first few years is I just staked as much as I could. I've never, well, I still stake as I never sell. Um, but that's what I did the first couple of years. Like just, it was Hive Power, back then Steam Power, and just constantly just built and built and built and built and built. But he asked this question, I'm sitting there thinking, what would I have done if I was just getting started today? Because yeah, it's great to build up my hive power. This is exciting. I love it. Just like you said, I can I get governance with it. I can I can just have a say in how the blockchain goes. My my votes are worth more. Uh, my curation is worth more. I'm I'm earning more each and every day from the inflation. But what would I have done? So what I suggested to him was because I always pick 50-50 on my payouts, 50% always goes to Hive Power all the time. But I get that other 50% of the rewards in HBD. Now, what I suggested to him was taking 25% of that, flipping it into more Hive Power, but maybe taking 25% of the HBD rewards he's getting and put it into some income tokens and some 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 index or bro, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what would you do now? Not what you would do. Like, so two, two answers. What would you do today if you were just starting out? And what would you do today knowing where you are right now? What, what would be your game plan or would it be the exact same thing? 
Well, it, this is on a bigger scale. It's like the question of somebody new to crypto. What do I get into first? My answer to that is still the same, Bitcoin. Right. Get yourself a little bit of Bitcoin. If you're new to crypto, start your foundation on Bitcoin. Uh, whatever no, no dollars you're playing with, get some Bitcoin. Then you can move to your Ethereum, your Litecoin, Cardano, whatever you want. Right. So this is the same question on a micro scale. The inclination I have is, first off, you have to get a certain amount of high power. So you have to build up your high power to a certain degree just to operate. And um, yeah, you can get delegations, but those can always go away. Uh, I would work towards getting 100, 150, 200, 250 high power before I thought of anything else. Um, just to have that basis and that foundation to build off of, because if all this other stuff's being built on Hive, Hive's not going anywhere. So it, it, it's gonna, it's only gonna expand in value as more stuff is built on it. Mm-hmm. To get into other tokens, that is where I would, I would keep my Hive at the high power level, and I would treat my layer two as a total entity of itself. Because don't forget, this person, and you're not going to like hearing it, but this person probably put up that comment in, in CTP chat. They, I guarantee you got an upvote by somebody in CTP chat. In seven days, they will get some CTP token. Mm-hmm. If they want, they could take that CTP, stake it to help their CTP curation and everything else, which having high power does that too. Mm-hmm. Or they could sell that CTP and get Bro or EDS or whatever their LBI, whatever they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, you not only get that with CTP, because there's a good chance maybe somebody who upvoted that comment also had some Leo. So they're getting some Leo. And so we know that you get a whole bunch of, if you get active, you're going to get a whole bunch of different tokens coming in. You'll have uh, your layer two, your core tokens that you want. Like maybe you want CTP and you'll power all that up. Maybe you want Leo and you'll power all that up. But then there's others that you'll want to unload and get your income tokens and things of that nature. So that's how I would approach it because, um, you know, I think having that high power is very important, not only for the community, but for an individual portfolio. Plus, it does something else. As you're powering it up, you're starting to show yourself to be somebody dedicated to the blockchain. And you and I both know how important that is. Uh, it's also very important to be powering up or staking in the tribes, because then you get the same thing at the tribe level. So I would, you know, that would be my suggestion. Power up all the hive till you get to the 250 level, maybe. Um, And then, you know, at that point, you can decide what to do. But hopefully by that point, if you're concentrating the tribes, you can just keep your hive growing there and you will have enough coming in with the tribes that you can start to develop a, a, a cash flow situation, if you will, where you can buy your income tokens on a weekly basis by getting rid of stuff that you accumulate that you know, quite frankly, you're just not all that interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what I would do. 
uh, Chris uh, just uh, said he uh, just learned something new. He did not know you could break down your rewards like that. Yeah. So for anybody listening, you always have the option when it comes to Hive specifically um, to choose how you're going to get your rewards. You can get it 100% powered up. So it goes every seven days. Your rewards go directly to Hive Power. You can choose 50 50. Uh, where you get 50% into Hive Power, then 50% into Liquid HPD, uh, and you can also burn it, um, send it or all to decline. Or, decline or decline rewards. So you you have options. So now one thing also to follow up on that thought: HBD one HBD is worth one dollar in Hive. Mm -hmm. When HBD is trading above a dollar it's actually better to do the 50-50 because your rewards will then be greater. Right. Because when you're looking at one HDBD worth $1 worth of high, not $1 in general, $1 worth of high, you just figure out how many high that takes to break into it. When it's trading at, when the HBD on the internal markets like at 150, you're coming out much further ahead. You're getting a 50% premium on that portion of your reward. So uh, as that peg does not hold on the high side, you're better off 50-50 because you'll come out a little bit ahead. And since it costs you nothing to trade on the internal market, which you can do at wallet.highbookblog or whatever it is, right. um, you know, the only thing you have is, is slippage. Yeah, for- for, for me, it was always like, I remember that was one of the first things I learned on the blockchain was, was kind of like that was when it was over, when, when HPD was trading over one, it was always good to take 50, 50. And if it was underneath, you might as well just go 100% high power. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and that was kind of the measuring stick I've always used. And the bulk of the time I'm picking 50, 50. I, I, I love having the liquid hbd now just so i can go and i never sell it where i'm selling it and taking it out of the ecosystem if mm -hmm. i'm selling it i'm going and usually buying splinterland cards with it or buying leo or buying index or buying something uh with it so it's always staying in um in the ecosystem and on the blockchain but uh yeah what you, what you said is bang on and, and chris just mentioned this again it's you, you when you make comments when you do posts like when someone's upvoting you, they might only have a thousand hive, but they might have 10,000 Leo. They might have 10,000 proof of brain. They might have 20,000 CTP. So that is pulling in your tokens right there. So that's why, you know, we're, you know, beating a dead horse here, but sticking to this and showing up every day and commenting and engaging and creating content is paramount to just pull in all these different platforms from everywhere. Yeah, and keep in mind that comments at the Hive level are automatic 50-50. Right. They're automatic 50-50. But my, my Leo account is a prime example of that I have 17,000 Hive in there. And I'll give a comment a 4% upvote. I don't even know. I've never checked it out. It might even be burned. It might not even hit that, that threshold where it, it pays any hive out right but the leo vote is I, I haven't checked it lately it's gone up because of, of a lot of people unstaking but 
each time I click of that, that's given somebody like 0.7 Leo. Not 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 the upvotes worth. They're getting 0.7 yeah. because it's like a dollar 1.4 Leo upvote. You know, same thing with your CTP stuff. And you you give an upvote on a comment on CTP, whatever percentage you you give it at, you know that that's worth probably a couple CTP for to the individual. You know, you're not going to get rich off of it uh, anytime soon. But again, that just keeps adding to the 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 those the bag. And um, AMR does a a daily analysis. And most of it's from me, but uh, a daily analysis of the top commenters in Leo Market Talk based upon their Leo payouts. Mm -hmm. And some of these people are getting seven, eight Leo a day just for, for commenting. Yeah. Because I'm just in there and hell, I got I to use my vote and power somewhere. And many of the posts are dwindling. And I mean, this is going to be my post tonight, but they're dwindling in their garbage. So I got to give my, I got to vote somewhere. So. Hell, you put up seven comments and they're good comments. I'll vote you seven times or five times at least. I don't care. Have, have you noticed that uh, generally about the blockchain? Have you noticed uh, yes. the that that quality content is dwindling now? I'm not saying we need Pulitzer Prize winning articles there, but this seems to go in cycles where depending yeah. on the price is where we yeah. see. It, 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 for whatever reason, people don't put in the time. And, and this is actually the grand opportunity because, and, and you know, again, this will be my post tonight and I'll use somebody else as an example too, uh, to really drive the home, home the point, but he's in the same situation. We have voting power to use each day. Right. So if there's 500 posts a day, then suddenly there's 250 posts a day. Well, the, the the 250 is uh, half of what 500 is. So your chances just increased. Right. Um, and, you know, nowhere is it that we're looking at 250 articles on any one tribe that are in contention for upvotes uh, usually. So, I mean, you're, you're looking at the numbers just diminishing and, um, you know, it's a great way to to enhance your holding when everybody else scurries away because the price went down. 70% or 60%. Now, that's why I said the only difference is I did the dishes. I mean, I've been doing the same damn thing for, you know, when Hive or at that point Steam was $8 and I did the same shit at 10 cents. I was mm -hmm. doing the same stuff at 10 cents, you know, six months ago as a dollar a, a month ago as now at whatever it is, 40 cents or 30 cents. Now, I mean, it, it's, I do the same thing. It's, um, it's it's hilarious. It's, it's actually, I was, I was reading something uh, today, actually this morning. And uh, the author was stating that like, he was never, you know, he was never going to get into the NBA because he didn't have a jump shot. He was not the smartest guy in the world because, you know, he, he didn't go to Harvard or anything like that. He didn't get silver spoon fed. He came from just a typical average American middle-class home. But he says his superpower, why he succeeded so much in life is freaking simple, simplicity, simple consistency. Just staying with this. Showing stuff. up. Show up each day. Show up. And we've talked about this at nauseum. And I think that we need to keep being consistent about this message because it's so important. This is why anyone who doesn't know what they may or may not know when it comes to crypto or they're brand new to blogging or brand new to content creation or they're doing all this stuff for the first time, 
you keep showing up, you're going to learn things. You're going to earn things. And um, I think it's just absolutely brilliant. This is the best community on, on online blockchain or not to do this stuff. So you will be rewarded for showing up. Just stay away from looking at the price and you're good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, well, it's I, I don't look at price. I look at the amount that's in my, my wallet, the, the, the number. You know, and I actually, many of them, I don't even look at that. I did look at my CTP because I'm, I'm trying to get to the 10,000 CTP and that's the goal. So I think I'm about 2,500 away. So I'm gaining on it. You're a legend, man. Yeah. Gaining on it. But well, uh, you, you got the community, the, the, the CTP people love you. So they're always voting you, man. So, you know, like we got, we got well, the they're, they're not, they're not exactly, you know, I find those tribes that's not full of bright people and, you know, then they, they, they can be buffaloed and snowballed. I mean, they listen to you for Pete's sake. I know. Like, I knew I had a shot here. Uh, oh, dude, look at me. Um, I mean, look, they show up each week to, to our podcast and get abused to be abused. I mean, they're like Howard Stern fans. I know, <laughs> they, they call in to be called stupid. Uh, you know, uh, no, it, it's, uh, yeah, well, it, it's it's that I've said this a number of times. It, it's you get the community support because you support the community, and, and when you show up in each day and you, you post in there to help not only the content, but you don't sell the tokens, you stake them up, you power them up. In this situation, I'm not manually curating them, but I'm put sending them somewhere where it is being manual manually curated right. so it is being filtered back through into the community, and other people are getting benefits and are getting upvotes based upon my holdings. I don't know who they are because I'm not doing it, but BroFi is in there manually curating. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's where it goes. And, you know, that supports the community. And I think anybody who's serious about the community would rather have tokens doing that than me taking the tokens and swapping them out for, you know, BroFi or EDS or something else. I mean, it's support the community. No. And, you know, maybe I'm making a long-term financial mistake, uh, you know, where I could sell the tokens today and this will be the highest price they ever are. I, I don't know. And I don't care. It's, a, you know, the community has a, a chance to thrive. I'm going to help that. And I don't have the time to be in there every day manually doing stuff, but I can support the community and in the ways I can. And part of that is financial. Plus I've also, I've been selling other tokens to buy CTP. I've been yeah. doing some buying over the last month and a half. Nice. So, nice. you know, I've been trying to add, add that way too. Uh, Chris definitely gets the, uh, the star for most questions. He's got another one. And I think this is great. Um, I definitely know Taskmaster's answer for this, but let's, let's, we'll throw it out there. He says, do you guys write multiple daily posts in different communities? So one post for Leo, one post for CTP, one post for proof of brain, etc. Um, me personally, I set different accounts for different things. So if it's, if it's official CTP stuff, I'll use the CTP account. Uh, all of the live streams for this and, and the weekly shows goes to CTP. Um, the recordings and stuff I use on my account but i don't specifically break it apart i know what taskmaster does uh and it's something that a lot of people suggested when tribes first came out um and i don't know why i never did but for some reason maybe i'm lazy i'll, I'll use that excuse because that seems to be the excuse for everything uh taskmaster how do you handle that well 
Basically, the answer is no, I don't. I, I write the content. I do write under two accounts. One is my main account. One is my Leo account. How that came about is because it was, wasn't actually for content creation. It was actually for curation. And so what I was doing is I was amassing Leo tokens. And because I have some things set up with some groups I support, like uh, um, by following their curation trail on my main account, I didn't want, I, I was manually curating Leo. So I set up a different account for curation and I was earning Leo curation, Leo rewards, and I was stacking, staking it and, and curating. Leo needed content. So I started writing content out of that account too. And then I started doing some videos, one out of each account. So now I do four, four posts a day. Um, but I don't really cater to, to the community because all my posts tend to be about blockchain or about cryptocurrency, about technology, which applies to Leo Finance, applies to Hype in general. I obviously do not write about photography and put that on Leo Finance. That would be tag, you know, spamming. Obviously, CTP, this content fits CTP because of technology, business, finance, economics, it all applies to, to CTP, crypto, stuff like that. Um, you know, but if, if I was writing about something in particular, like natural medicine, whether I was writing something about photography, then I wouldn't do that under a Leo account, or I could do it under my, I could do it under whatever account I wanted, but I wouldn't post it to Leo. I wouldn't post it to CTP because those are inappropriate, but I don't write on those topics. So, you know, again, you can write it all under one account, but you have to uh, appropriately tag it. So, uh, you know, obviously there's a natural medicine and, or a natural health uh, tribe, and that content belongs there. That content does not belong in CTP. It does not belong in CNA. And it doesn't belong on Leo. And right. CNA stuff, I don't really write on that. I have an account that I curate out of. But uh, again, that doesn't belong in CTP or, or Leo. So that's where it comes down to. I don't think if you write it out of one account or three accounts, it really matters. Uh, obviously, I use Taskmaster and Taskmaster LE. So I'm not trying to post multiple times and deceive anybody because I got all these different accounts and, oh, you won't know who, who right. this is. Um, people who do that tend to get found out and they get lambasted because, you know, they're just trying to post six or seven times a day and, and scalp rewards and make try to make everybody think it's a bunch of different people. Um, I mean, if you can't figure out when I use the same same profile pic, I use the same profile name with two different letters at the end. If you can't figure out it's the same person, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, so, I, I mean, that's just my view on it. Uh, more important than the account you're posting out of is the tagging. I mean, not, nothing frustrates anybody, especially larger accounts, especially dedicated community or tribe members than having people tag spam. You know, if you're writing something for CINE and you're putting it in CTP, you're just tag spam. Unless you're yeah, writing yeah. about the business of movies or something that that could be appropriate. 
Well, we, we have some pretty dedicated community members. I, I get a couple of guys that send me notes uh, specifically if they see the abuse um, and uh, we handle it. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's it, tag spam is, is an, is a problem. And, and it's funny cause I remember the first time when, when the Hive engine team announced pow, it was like, this could get you like, cause pow was very generic. It didn't matter. It was a general tag, but Still I was thinking it's like, what's that, sir? It still is. Yeah. I just, I was like, man, if, if this got into target, like, like niche specific communities, I was just like, this could just turn into a disaster. And we saw it. I mean, you know, Will Metcalf is, is here right now in, in Periscope. Um, and he's big on ActiFit. Like he's one of their leaders on ActiFit. And um, like the ActiFit tag was just so abused. It was like, like everywhere. And it was like, you're, you're talking about your, your fitness and you're talking about working out or going on walks and stuff like that. And you're putting it into a tribe about finance. Yeah. Do you see where this could become a problem? So yeah. Yeah. Respect the tag. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the thing for me. It's always respect the tag. I will never post, uh, you know, business stuff in Cine. I'll never use that tag because I'm not talking yeah. te television or movies. If I talk television or movies, I'll use the tag. But yeah, so yeah. And odds are you're not, not going to be talking television and movies in CTP unless it's the business right. of television or movies or something like that. Right, exactly. You know, you, you can talk about porn in Leo if you're talking about the business of form or the sex worker trade or something like that, that, that works for Leo. I mean, it is, you yeah. know, the financial aspect of things, but if you're wanting to, you know, show a picture of your breast, that doesn't belong in Leo or CTP. I mean, it just doesn't fit. Yeah. And, and, and thankfully the, the, the hive engine, uh, the developers gave you the function uh, where you can mute the accounts. Yeah. So you mute the account and they don't get the tag or they don't get the, the token because they're using the tag. So um, I'm generally not, I'm not Mr. Police, like, you know, oh, don't do this ever or you're going to get banned for life. I generally give people the benefit of the doubt, but if they're continuing to do it, we've muted a few accounts. So, you know, yeah. it's just, it's the way it is. Well, we try to, Will said that, you know, the reason he tunes in to listen to us is because uh, we put a friendly face on Hive. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's friendly faces. We're, we're trying to, um, you know, not being well, faceless entities. Well, we're, we're not Brad Pitt, but we're yeah. friendly. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 Not, not gonna, not gonna get the, uh, the, 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 the ladies freaking out here, but you know. Yeah. Well, they, they like to run their hands through a guy's hair and well, we kind of yeah. <laughs> lose on that one. Completely. So Shot my head. Oh, yeah, yeah, you hey, Bald heads, you know. You know, there you go. Um, so what do you what do you got? What do you got planned this weekend, man? Um, what, what do you what do you got? Still I'll probably uh, still do some posting and commenting, and I, I honestly have no <laughs> life. I mean, it's I might do the dishes again, you know. We'll see what the price of Bitcoin is. Oh, so dude, the last I know time whether to do the dishes or not. Day, right? Yeah, you know, it, uh, I my the only reason I care about Bitcoin is so I can do my domestic activities. There are different price levels that you know. Right. I, I won't tell you it's a grand secret, but Bitcoin has to hit a certain level for the vacuum to come out. Uh, you know, if if not, I vacuum with a broom. Dude, 
you're a, you're a futurist man why don't you have a Roomba man why isn't that thing just you know going around doing all your dirty work for you well because I, I know that in like three years time the Roombas are going to be like half the price and 10 times uh 10 times the uh effectiveness plus I rent so it's not my carpeting so what do I give a shit anyway um but I did uh, t- talking about serious stuff I I was on the Help the Leo Finance AMA this morning. And uh, if you haven't followed that, I would suggest you follow that. There's a lot of good things coming out with that. Uh, they are a very knowledgeable crew. They really have studied all of this. They are taking the best of other projects out there while avoiding the alligators and the pitfalls. And they are looking at developing things that can keep providing, you know, triple digit returns for people for for a long time. So that is something that and and people often ask me, I, you know, what do I think about this or that? Or, you know, what what, we get this in Leo Mark talk where somebody will put up some type of yield farming thing or whatever. Right. And or they'll post where there was a rug pull. And I say, well, I, this is why I only cup finance and I don't worry about the rest. If it, if there's some valid shit out there, the cup finance team will is probably developing it and has it on their own internal roadmap to to um, yeah. add to it. And I'll enjoy that feature when it's added. Um, there also I did get a, a message uh, just before signing on here. There was an update push for Leo Finance IO. Yep, saw that. Which, which um, supposedly corrects some of the bugs that were out due to the last update, which, of course, bugs are part of development. And anybody who gets upset about bugs, you know, just throw yourself off a bridge. Give the give the developers a break. I mean, and until stuff goes live, you don't know really where the landmines are. You can't you can't test you can test net it all you want, but until it's under mainnet real world usage, you don't know what happens. Yeah. And uh, that's just, that's been my observation with the development crowd for, for these years. And it's, it's a tough thing to deal with, but that's yeah. part of what they do. And We're if building. Microsoft can do it for 30 years and still not do an update that doesn't have a ton of bugs, then, you know, why should anybody else be able to do exactly. it? And, and Microsoft has got, you know, billions and billions of dollars and endless resources. A lot of these developers on the blockchain, it's like one or two man operations or they have a small team. It's not like, you know, endless pockets here and endless time. So um, I agree. And, and, and the big thing to me is that we're all still building, right? That's the thing with, with crypto. You're into this crypto stuff. You're pioneering stage here. Like we, we haven't left the Midwest yet. We're not even near the Rockies. Like we are going west here and we have, there's nowhere, we're not nowhere near where we're going to be in five to 10 years from now. So this is building stage and, and patience is needed. Um, I know that's with our situation too. I mean, we, we got a big project that's coming up. If there's a ton, like when you see the integration that we have, there's tons of Leo integration, there's Cub Finance integration, there's tons of CTP integration, Bro integration all in hive in general you know but we're still building it like and people are like, well where is it where is it it's like we're building it there's one guy who's a developer and me who dances on camera i'm the geico gecko so what am i supposed to do i just dance on camera hey guys hey come buy our stuff 
So like, <laughs> just patience, building, just build. That's what you should be doing. Accumulate, build. And, and yeah, keep your, keep your pulse, you know, like, you know, figure it out. So you know, what's going on and, and always have your ear to the street and stuff, but don't get too caught up with day to day. Look long-term. That's the way I approach this stuff. So. That's the way I do it. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I just look at it as the, the internet development on steroids and, and the internet did okay. not did not come into mass adoption overnight. It took a long time, it was slow. And anybody who used the internet in the early days, I mean, you were on web but 1.0 because you were on dial up. Um, you got kicked off if somebody else picked up the phone and started dialing. Um, you know, it was just very rudimentary. And I still remember page, uh, uh, web pages that had like pictures on them. Yeah. You know, you, you would see the, the pictures loading like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, line by line, it, it kind of loads. Yeah. And that was everything. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, once in a while. That was every time you went to a page with pictures. Yeah. Uh, and that was technology. That was the point we were at. It, you know, seven years later, you had social media. Nine years later, you end up with, with the, the smartphone. So, I mean, again, you got to give this stuff a little time and you look at where this whole industry, I mean, Ethereum just turned six years old. Yep. I mean, before that, there was no smart contract capability, really. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, you, this stuff is, is it, it takes a while to, to develop and the infrastructure and the interoperability. We are pioneers. Uh, you know, like you said, we're probably not west of the Mississippi yet. We're maybe about St. Louis or somewhere. And, right. uh, but that's where early adopters tend to benefit. That's where the huge impact will be. And, you know, you may not be able to be a whale in hive, but you could be a whale probably possibly in proof of brain, or you could be a whale in whatever tribe shows up tomorrow or whatever game shows up today. I mean, those possibilities are out there. And that, again, just keeps spreading that wealth further and further out. Yep. Absolutely. Well, man, great week. Um, fantastic shows this week. Hopefully everybody likes these uh, shorter versions. Um, everyone, stay the course. Enjoy it. Um, and be sure to subscribe to the Cryptomaniacs podcast and give us I'm going to ask this this is this is a little technique I learned from a little podcasting tutorial thing I do, did this week leave a review five star reviews would be great but if even if you say that our bald heads are annoying even though you're listening to this you don't see us uh maybe our voices are annoying maybe uh John says mm, not too much I don't know but leave us a review tell us how we can improve the show all of the reviews, the five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, all that stuff, it helps us. Uh, it helps us grow. So subscribe, let people know that we're here. Uh, I will be looking at trying to get our stuff more on blockchain as well. Uh, the Oriel app and then the stuff that Brian of London is working on and stuff. So we're going to be looking into that in, in the next coming weeks. But uh, on behalf of Taskmaster, I, I'm John Go. Have a great weekend, guys. May the force be with you, all that good stuff. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Toodles. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.